Dream Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Rudnight of Westboro, it's No Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hey everybody and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And uh, we are broadcasting from Julio's Liquors on Route 9 in Westboro. If you want to know how to get down here, go to julioslickers.com. Um, Kenny's supposed to be here, and I know he, he popped in. I hope he's coming back. But we have a little bit of a, a special guest, Randall Bird. That's right. And he goes by the name of Devin. Hi. Devin is the regional distillery ambassador to Westland. Is that That's correct? Right. That's right. Big mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the chief well, Speaking of big mouthfuls, <laughs> we always start off with a drink of the show. Is that something we can put in our coffee mugs, Ryan? No, of course. Um, oh, actually, um, send your coffee mug over over here. Like, well, I want to give the special Westland edition coffee mug. So I'm going to yeah, show exactly. that off before I spill liquid out before, of it. Yeah, don't show it off. Like you know, never drink from that side of the cup. Uh, there you go. That's one for Randall. All right, great. Go. Thank you so much. So now we ha- listen in New England. It's no one's business what's in our coffee mugs, but we're happy to tell you today that it is a very fantastic product that we've known and loved for many years, and that is the Westland single malt whiskey from the other side of the country, northwest. The left side? Yeah. Because we're the right side? Is I that how you look so. at it? And space, is there really a left or right? No, no, is there an up no. and down? No. All right, so this is Westland. I mean, give, us, give us the lowdown now. This is a completely new expression of Westland. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's been 10 years now that Westland's been producing American single malt whiskeys. And as a pioneer of this new and kind of burgeoning category, um, you know, we have to look at who we are, what we're trying to do. We're making a whiskey evocative of place. And as the distillery has evolved, so has the whiskey. So, you know, while we may have been known for our previous core range, American Oak, Sherry Wooden sing- and uh, Peated, I think that we we've taken a lot of out of what we've learned from there and in putting forth this new flagship expression, very simply called Western American single malt whiskey, we're trying to really kind of grow as the distillery evolves. So it is containing some elements of all of those previous three, but it is so much more than the sum of its parts. And it's a real part of our kind of evolution because as we've now progressed into 10 years, we're able to do things that we weren't able. Yeah. Yeah, We were only dreaming of back then. Let me get this straight. You had three or four expressions that were available on the shelf and now you're reducing it down to one that seems to be backwards from what most distilleries are doing, but you're focusing instead on the thing that made you special to begin with, right? Absolutely. Instead of branching it out and, and not diluting, it's a bad word, but like diluting kind of the brand image and the flavor. So, sure. yeah, I mean, the, the cool part of this is, you know, the original core brands were basically was like, was the American Oak mm-hmm. and then you had the Sherry and the Pete. Mm-hmm. All right. So you had these Are you th- explaining this to him? No, <laughs> no I'm just, I'm, I know I'm trying to, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the <laughs> reversal. Right. All right. But all three of these were, were, were good. The, yeah, you absolutely. know, um, I think at, at one point, my, my only sort of criticism is getting people into single malt is, is like American single malt being at, was out of at a higher price point. Absolutely. And that was, I think that was a barrier to a lot of people. Sure, sure. And so you had to have looked at that. Guys had to have looked at that and said, okay, well, here's how we're going to change this. And I will tell you this. I, I think that the, the new expression that you have is definitely 
better than the American Oak version that was previous. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Really happy so you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so here and here's the funny part. They went down in price. Yep. Well, once you consolidate and you have the economies of scale and you're narrowing, you don't have to have the different paper goods, different like kind of supply streams that are going out to different markets. I think you can get a little bit more efficient. And what they're really trying to say is circle the wagons around, you know, those core flavors, the tastes that made you great, instead of making these distracting expressions. But this is very different from how most of the industry operates. They tend to branch outwards instead of like kind of bringing it and pulling it all yeah. together. Yeah. All right. So tell us what makes this expression now. Sure. I mean, and, and we, we're seeing this category kind of balloon. Uh, what started in 2016 when we when we founded the American Single Malt Whiskey Commission with eight distillers. Now there are more distillers making American single malt in America than there are in Scotland. So, you know, the evolution is there as, as the products have grown. So I think that there is something to be said for uh, trying to distill down our core client base or, or, or our, our core patrons, people who love Westland from these three kind of confusing expressions into a single flagship. Some elements of all of them are in there. What we named the American Oak for was the air dried 18 to 24 month uh, slow growth uh, American Oak Cooper's reserve states, I'm um, sorry, casts, um, as well, the use of Belgian Saison brewer's yeast uh, with the sherry wood, it was the use of both PX hogsheads and sherry butts. And obviously with the peated malt, we were bringing in Baird's heavily peated malt from Scotland. Some elements of those are found in each one. Uh, each of those are found in this whiskey. But now we've also gotten to a point where we can start more gently guiding the whiskey by using our own casts a second time. So the okay. attention to cask maintenance and, and those slow growth air dried staves now getting into a point where we've kind of been able to control how they affect the whiskey. I think that's a big part of bringing on the sophistication that we find in this new flagship expression, not really kind of hitting anybody over the head with any one flavor profile, but like Randall said, really leaning heavily on the four core elements of what make Westland American single malt whiskey. So, so interesting. And so unique. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, you know, tasting this, I, I, I definitely, I definitely get the sherry component of this. Um, I think the flavors go rich. It still has that sort of like a little bit of that chocolate coming Absolutely. through. I mean, I don't think you, 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 you know, that was sort of, this is definitely what I'm getting at is this is definitely still Westland. Oh, absolutely. There's no, yeah. there's no deviation from the fact is Westland. And here's my biggest point. There is a hint. And when I say a hint of smoke or peat mm. in this, by no means would I ever say that this is a peated whiskey. Right. But it, it is, in the background very faintly and it adds a depth to the whiskey it is there is there now you're gonna tell me there's ryan there's no peat in this at all <laughs> there is uh some of the baird's heavily peated malt using okay in our, so we use our traditional five grain uh barley mash bill yep. um and in this case we've used the baird's heavily peated as well so six different roast levels and styles of barley have been used to make this expression still 100 malted barley but one of the core elements of Westland was what we learned from the brewing industry. And if you've been to Seattle, there's brewery everywhere you look. And we look at the difference between a pale ale and a porter and a chocolate stout, the use of roasted grains. That's a, one of our core elements. Okay. But the presence of the peat in there is so slight that it's honestly kind of an inside the company question. We're going out to guys like you guys and saying, would you call this a peated whiskey? I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. There is an element of smoke. Hint. 
it gives, it, it gives it a little finish. I it's a little it's depth of deep. character. It's right at the end, and it's by no means. I think anybody that I have a we have a friend of the of the show. His name is Frank, who de- it despises anything peated. We're going to give this to him, yeah, and see if he says <laughs> because <laughs> because I don't think that really anybody who even dislikes like a peated whisk uh, dislikes peated whiskey would would even categorize it. Right. Well, I think I think one of the things that you struggle with in whiskey is that people try and narrow categorize and put things in little boxes right and what that really does a disservice to is fantastically complex whiskeys because the person who likes that little tiny uh, amount of peat or smoke may find that in there but then the people who like the sherry or those kind of chocolatey notes the richer kind of rounder notes from other parts of the whiskey are going to gravitate and find that and so this is a a a kind of a, a very democratic but complex kind of whiskey in the sense that there's something for everybody, but you're not going to hardcore, like uh, take things like Ardbeg. There's just no question about the level of smoke and peat. It's defined by it. And this one is defined really by the end users, taste buds and the things that they like, because they can find that in the layers that unfold on your taste buds. So it's really a fantastic whiskey and I'm all for complexity. But like I was saying in the industry, people like tend to try and polarize because it's easy to sell just a purely weeded bourbon right. or an all rye rye um, and single malt. While you would think it's hundred percent malted barley, you're talking about six different char levels. You're talking about different toasting of the grains. You're talking about a comp, uh, a, a definite uh, confluence of different yeasts, flavors, barrels, and all these things are making these layers of complexity which you've got a task uphill ahead of you, except that the proof is in the bottle and the way it tastes. So. Sure. Well, now can I, can I bring this up now? Oh, you can make yeah. the announcement. We, yeah, yeah. Just to that point, Randall, October 6th. Yeah, Whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. We're going to do something very different. You want to explain yeah. what it is? So this is actually, uh, I'm really happy to say that uh, this will be the first of, of many of these campaigns, but I'm glad to be starting here with you guys. Um, this is kind of a product of our belief that that with this evolution of the distillery this single malt belongs next to all the finest single malts in the world and we take a lot from the other industries around us and uh, wine people know about the judgment of paris this is the event in 1976 that brought uh californian whiskeys into the vernacular wines but that's uh, okay. wine. sorry yeah californian wines we, we tend to forget yeah. their wines too but all right no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's all about blind tasting and um We've set up this really awesome event. Uh, we're working with uh, Dave Broom and yeah, Dr. Whiskey Sam Simmons, and uh, we've got a double oh, blind. Sam. Yeah, love uh, Sam. They've set up this amazing double blind. We're working with three world whiskey single malt producers. Um, amazing, amazing distilleries. And what's going to happen is we'll go out, we'll set up these blind tasting kits. Everybody gets uh, four unlabeled samples. Now, obviously, you know, one of them is going to be this new Westland American single malt whiskey. But the other three are, I can't tell you who, but okay. top level whiskeys. Well, that's all we care about. And the QR code is linked to give the judges a chance to rate each whiskey. Yeah. Very important to say, not rank each whiskey. Yeah. This is not a competition. We're trying to show. Unless we win. <laughs> then it's a competition. But that's also the coolest <laughs> thing about it is that no matter what happens, we're committed to sharing people's commentary. Everything yep. that they have to say about the whiskey, no matter what, good or bad. And yes, we will have a profanity filter. But at the same time, if <laughs> somebody God. says, you know, hey, it's not for me. If somebody says American single malt whiskey is not there yet, 
we're confident that we're going to stand alongside these neighbors. Uh, we're, we're confident that, that this whiskey is going to really kind of shine through. And it's called The Judgment of Westland. It okay. starts October 1st, but uh, we'll be here at uh, Julio's on October 6th. It'll run through the end of the year, and we hope everybody pays attention and see how it ends up. Okay, so that'll be coming up soon. We have This is the first announcement we're making of it. It's not, everything's not set up, so you can't sign up for it, so don't, don't ask. But we're going to get more information. We thought since you were coming by this morning and talking about Westland, we would, we would pop that on everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, Dylan. Uh, Thank you so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. Happy to be We're going to have the Judgment of Wesling coming up in October. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you. It was great Kevin, to be thank here, you guys. For stopping See by. you all soon. Keep driving. And thank you for bringing some fantastic whiskey. Uh, we're going to take a, yeah, we a commercial break. break. We're going to take a commercial break. I don't want to. You don't want to. But we, we want to keep drinking Westland. But hey, <laughs> stay with us through the commercials. We'll be if back you're on, on Facebook, the other you side. Stay along. You can uh, watch on the Facebook Live. Right. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So Dennis taking off. We're gonna we're gonna see him soon, uh, everybody. So we're gonna do that. So um, while we're here, uh, Kenny Kenny popped in. So Kenny needs to come over here uh, and get in his spot now. While he's doing that and getting the camera in, is gonna switch. To I'm gonna switch the camera it? around. You've seen enough of this. <laughs> yeah, you've seen enough of us right now. So I am actually, if I can, um, I can. I think I can. I'm gonna switch the camera over to the. I did put CO2 in the uh, in 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 the drink machine. Charged machine. up and ready. It's to charged go. up. So in we're fact, gonna see if we can do this again. Machine is gassy. It's just like oh, hello. So right now we're going to uh, load up the drink work machine, which you can see on the Facebook Live, and it is going to be a Stella Artois Cidre or cider, a European style cider. So you're putting the pot in. Oh, is that the Stella Artois? So um, you basically have your glass under the thing, but they're asking you to now tilt the glass. Serve in a wine glass or a chalice. Chalice or a chalice? Chalice. chalice. Or you could tilt the rest you, of the you, world. You say. <laughs> now you're talking. It's preparing, it says. There we go. Oh, that wasn't me. All right. All sorts that wasn't of me either. Steam's coming out of it. Just like the <laughs> Oh, here it comes. So, I just kind of, did. It's looking a little bit darker than I would have thought. Me too. But that could be Ryan's hand in the background. Yeah. Because we've never noticed the Where's tilt our receptacles? before. I have receptacles in my house. Yes. <laughs> I agree with Randall. It does look darker than I thought. This guy should go see his urologist. All right. Drink more water. <laughs> no, Very looks, different from uh, it looks an normal. earlier attempt because there's actual carbonation and fizz. There's a little bit of a head on it, but. Now. Here's my question, because I'm not a big world cider fan. It says it's a European style. 
Is that a dryer style? I, I you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to try and I'll let you know. Cause I know what it, it, we just had the, the cider donut one last week. That was a cider, but it had the cider donut stuff in it. Right. Mandel, it means you have to dance around in tights. Okay. Wendell will do that. But I, I think that, well, you know, if I were drinking American cider that may not be hard cider, it would be more akin to apple juice with the sweetness. And then if you have hard cider, I've had stuff from the United States that seems a little bit sweeter, like sweetened alcohol. I wouldn't say this juice. is, I'm, now that I'm trying this, but it's, I would, a, it's got a little bit of a tang to it. To yeah. it. yeah, I mean, it's got a, a tiny bit of sweetness. I don't think it's overly sweet. No, no, well, that's what I'm saying. I think mm. the European style is a drier, I like this, less sweet style. I might have found a new favorite right now because you know why? Because it's fall, Randall. Yes. An apple is the what? We're gonna get it as a fruit it. from a tree. There you go. <laughs> All right. I thought it was gonna it's the appropriate <laughs> seasonal flavor. That's right. Of autumn. This is now, actually really I good. Just, I, I, can I make the announcement now? And we'll do it again on the radio. Sure. But next week we have a very special musical guest appearing on the show. <laughs> if you're a big fan of uh, right. girl bands of the yes. late '90s yes. and early 2000s. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll want to tune in next week to see this special musical guest, which I will not announce <laughs> until they appear. I, next is, week. Let me put it this way: Is everybody going to be sadly disappointed? No, <laughs> but I think that we're. Oh, they going to turn away and more horror? horrified. Horrified. Well, not disappointed. Getting closer the disappointment to, to Halloween, will be, will right? Be masked heavily by a kind of nausea and horror that will well up through them. <laughs> that will well up through everybody. Yeah. All right. So. Um, let me give you the uh, why don't we do the 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 question of the show? False. Right. Well, um, that's what you're gonna go with. It is a true or false this week. All so right, you're, you're 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 uh, you're, you're gonna ask the question. I'm gonna ask right, guys, here we go. Until back on the show. All right, Uh-oh. Trappistale and Abigail are Ten the same. seconds. True or false? Okay. Pure Texas ingredients and loads of love to produce remarkably smooth, drinkable vodka. You'll love it, and that's winning enough for us. Deep Petty Vodka and Deep Petty Sweet Tea Vodka. And please, day drink responsibly. You can tell them to put a cork in it, but they'll tell you. It's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium Randall Bird. Live in the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio at Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And uh, if you're following on Facebook Live, you can certainly see this train wreck. Uh, go to Julio's Liquor's Facebook page and see that. Um, but the uh, the last part of our... Like a uh, our, Yeah, yeah. Like a Joining us now, of course, is the beverage whisperer himself. I like to whisper, too. Kenny Sadowski. Now, listen, we had to bump you off the earlier part of the show just so we could get some whiskey from Westland. Yeah, See, that was the only way we could get it. Westland single malt. <laughs> they said, get rid of Kenny. We'll come and give you Westland. We know that you've plied <laughs> us with some. Uh, is this just apple? Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Oh, thought, we're definitely. I thought get it was like some real reason, like a 9-11 veteran or something. No, no. But speaking of which, there's um, we there's a couple different things they could do. And I, I think at first we could do it. I'm going to give you your, I think we should do it for the, with the Westland anyways, because it's an American whiskey. And here's yours too, because um, we wanted to do this early in the show, but I, I, I said, let's wait for Kenny to be here to do a uh, toast, to do, to do a toast. Um, 
and a slight moment of silence. I want to also be on the radio for um, this is the, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Uh, never forget. Never forget. I'm sure we all remember exactly where we were when we realized what was going on. And it was funny. I was just talking to Jen about that yesterday and, and just the, the fact that she had called me up. I was here at work and she had called me up and said a, a plane had hit the tower. And I'm thinking like, you know, a prop job, you know, like a, a little plane did something stupid and hit or the, the wing clipped it or something. like Yeah, that. something like that. And then as we were talking, that's when the second plane hit and she goes, no, it's a jet. And then the second plane hit and we were that's the whole thing and then from there it was you know chaos and and because the planes at all the two of the planes that left from here in boston so yeah. um a lot of people um lost their lives uh, on the planes and in, in, in new york city and, and you know i don't i think it's important for us not to forget what yeah. exactly to the fallen let's do our uh i'll do another toast and for the both towers and for a second moment of silence as well so thank you sir well no one's going to argue with you on that one All right. Um, I woke up this morning pretty solemn about it. So I, I'm glad you guys, uh, we did that too. So um, during the break uh, uh, from the radio, we actually did a, uh, the drink works uh, drink this week was, which was Randall. Which was uh, a Stellar Artois Cidre or cider. And that's a European style cider. And it, it comes out with some carbonation and very dry, nice. It's that's really nice. I, I really like enjoy it. it. I like it a lot. Um, and I also read the uh, question of the show, and the question of the show this week is: True or false? Trappist ale and Abbey ale are the same. True or false? I don't know. Abbey don't ale know or Trappist ale are the I'm same. I'm going to it's say a trap. The, don't the, fall the, for it. Ale. <laughs> Abby, telling you my answer, but you keep interrupting. Okay. <laughs> Abbey normal? Yeah. Um, so I guess the way that I would approach this is there's so many subcategories of beer that I would imagine that there would be two distinct possibilities and they would sound similar or might have slight variations on the theme, but I'm going to say that they are the same. False. You're going to go with false. How about you, Kenny? I said false before you read the question. I got to stick with it. Okay. So Kenny is sticking with his blind thing. And like a, like a, a blind pig, every once in a while... It gets an acorn. Um, the answer is false. False. Both Trappist and Abbey ales are strong, fruity, earthy beers that go well with lamb or wild game because they were supposed to be like the to go with a, a hearty meal. Yep. Um, with with the monks would have have them. What distinguishes Trappist ale is that they have brewed within the walls of one of seven Trappist monastery breweries, six in Belgium and one in the Netherlands by law. No other breweries are allowed to label their beers as Trappist. Authentic Trappist products are made or under the are made by or under the supervision of Trappist monks, and they cannot be sold for profit. Any financial gains must be used for a charitable purpose. Mm -hmm. All right, now this is wrong, and you know what's wrong about this? There's a Trappist uh, ale that's made locally in Massachusetts in Spencer because right. they trademarked the name Trappist. <laughs> Well, no, they're actually a Trappist monastery and they are recognized and the beer is recognized as a Trappist ale and they make a Trappist ale. Now, the good things and and, 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 the, and profits have gone to fix the distillery uh, and the, the grounds of the 
of the monastery. monastery and this is and how the, like they, that. So they're not making a, a for-profit product. Right. So uh, Father Isaac over there and the guys over there have been making some great beers. And I, I brought it up because uh, we did the 13 pumpkin beers uh, show. You want to watch that, Travis Deke. Please, please feel free to do so. But one of the top beers that we actually liked was from the Spencer Trappist Brewery. And since, since we were going to do that, I figured. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, well, I had they make other stuff there now, like that, that, that monster pumpkin beer. They do make jams and preserves. Uh, I have a Spencer premium Pilsner, which I had not had. So I figured that we would, uh, we would try that in honor of the, the Trappist uh, monks and the fact that. Here you go. Beer flavored beer. Do we know what the word Trappist kind of comes from? I don't, Randall. I don't either. <laughs> you were gonna have, I thought you sense. were going to have an answer for me so bad. All right. So there's, uh, this is the Pilsner from the Trappist. Uh, this is not the Trappist Ale, which I love, by the way. It's one of my favorites. This is a nice light Pilsner. It's got some uh, good. It's got a little citrus at the end. It's a beer one tasting minute. beer. It's a beer tasting beer. Um, good on a nice, a little bit warmer, like supposed to get up to like 75 today. 83 tomorrow. 83 tomorrow. This would be a great one for, you know, uh, cooking some uh, brockwurst or some those American hot dog things on the grill or something like that or a ball game. Yeah, the, I think the Patriots are going to score 83 points tomorrow. Is that your is that game? your prediction, or the, or for the False. season? False. For the season, they'll have. <laughs> um, please stop. Oh, we're rooting Both for Mac Jones. Thirty seconds. Yes, we are. All right. All right. So there's the uh, the Trappist Pilsner, um, as an answer to a Trappist uh, question that we had for the question of the uh, show, and uh, I guess we have to take we have to take a little bit of a break again. Ten seconds. What's Ten about seconds. to happen? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's commercials. Unless you're watching Facebook Live, and then it's going to be yeah, a video. Stay feed. with us. Please stay tuned. We'll come back on the other side of the commercials with the radio broadcast. All right. Yep. How long we got? Nah, it's not going to tell me. All right. All right. What are the donuts getting paired with? Okay. Two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Donuts All right. So paired with donuts. So we have you brought us in. Uh, well, Tugas we're going to do this Davidians. on the air, but we have we have donuts and Davidians. All right. So we have two different type of Grindel. Like it was, it was like I let you have those chips last week, and that was a travesty. I should never have done that. It was like crunching on the air. We yeah. have five. No, I'm just teasing you. How, really how don't crunchy care. are these donuts? Not at all. No, but I think. Um, do we? Are we going to do this scientifically, or no. are we just going to eat them? No, eat them. Why is that not scientific? <laughs> I don't know. Try the donuts. It's the science Can of digestion. Do you want a donut? You think I haven't had one yet today? Oh, okay. Do you see how, how they say six on them? Oh, there's not, there's not that in many in there. Yeah, there oh, I see it. In there. <laughs> There's not six in there. Okay. Randall. Yeah, there are six in this one. Oh no. Yes. Anymore. Ted. Anymore. Yes, Ted. Uh, you had a question. What does that Trappist thing mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a special segment of a seminary that uh, sets up American hipsters on the road. Oh, okay. That was the most weird. That was the weirdest answer to, and and Randall has done some really weird answers to some of my questions. <laughs> what the hell that. did that mean? Oh no, I thought we were waiting to do this. No, I mean, no, okay. I just said. It's like, no. I said All right, what so we, we have two distinct styles. Let's let's get at least serious about what we're tasting. About donuts, two types of donuts, <laughs> easily distinguished. One's kind of a rounder, plumper, 
maybe a little bit of a softer edge. The other one, more of the traditional larger donut shape. You notice, is it called Randall? The larger yeah. one, you could actually make a munchkin out of the what the size the donut hole in the middle. And the smaller oh, one, 30 no seconds, you guys. Get your finger in that okay. hole. Can I have some of the other smaller donut one? Or has Randall got those? No, you got one of no. each. Oh, I did? Yeah. No. I did? Stop trying to take. No, I didn't. Don't yes, pull did. out my I donuts. promise. Well, it's around here somewhere, though. All right. Ooh. Unless Westland guy took it. Ooh. I like. I, I already tell you, I like that. That's a nice texture on it. Which one's this one? The Davidian? These made this morning? Both of these were made this morning. Ten seconds, guys. All here right. we go. All right. We'll come. Oh, here they are. Right They're both fantastic. Pass one of those, will you? For God's sake. Okay, hold on. Station. <laughs> I just we gotta do this all. What the great is, we have to do this all over again. They cannot offend you because they know not what they say. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Rubina, Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with your hosts, Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And um, if you want to know anything about uh, Julio's, because it's a nice day to go pick up some beer. We tried the Trappist beer, which is really good. Yeah. The Pilsner. Uh, go to julioslickers.com, or you can also follow this show on uh, Facebook Live, the Julio's Liquors page on Facebook. We're doing the show live. Um, you can follow Randall Bird at The Spirits Medium. On if you're Instagram. into uh, uh, on Instagram, the spirits medium on Instagram. I just I tagged you a couple times this week, and you can follow Kenny on the. Uh, it's not the. It's Beverage Whisperer, correct on Instagram. And you can follow me on Whiskey Journeyman. No e in whiskey. Whiskey Journeyman on Instagram. Actually, I'm giving I'm giving stuff away. I have this post. If you find it, I'm I'm giving some cool stuff away, including a a, a watch and a baseball hat. Nice. So. Get, I'm on it right on. now. Now, Kenny was nice enough. We, we talked, first of all, we were talking about the Trappist Monastery. Um, Cousin Vinny came back. They are named after La, La Trappe Abbey, the monastery from which the movement and the religious order was originated. That's where okay. the trap. So it was, it, it is an abbey. They named after a specific order. And the, and the Trappist means that specific order. Sure. All right. Kenny was very nice of us. Did you ride your bike and get all the donuts? Very nice of us. What? Very, Very nice, nice to, to us. us. Oh, okay. Very nice to us. And brought us donuts. Are, are not doing too well today. Um, yeah, I mean, I did some serious experimentation because <laughs> truth be told, this is the second day that I have done this. All I right. did the taste test by myself yesterday. Okay. And we have two. We have two. Which ones did you get now? Tugus, Tugus and Davidian. And Davidian. Okay. And these are not branch Davidians. They are Davidians. <laughs> now, I, this I is, these are cider. Donuts. Cider donuts. Yeah, they are Apple the cider they are the autumnal donut, as Randall mm, would say. Uh, okay. And the reason I had to go back because <laughs> you ate them all today, before you get it. No, no, no. Oh. The reason I had to go back was Tugus on rainy days does not make donuts. They only sell the day old. So on Thursday when I went, I was comparing Davidians two minutes out of the oven with Tugas's Wednesday donuts. Ah, that just wasn't fair. Right. So to this morning, I hit them both, and they're both fresh. 
and the Tugas bag that has a little window in it yeah. was steaming. So when you picked they it up. were, yeah, they are. All right, All Randall right. Bird. Both the real deal, Holyfield. All right, Randall. I'm uh, going back. Rand- Randall's, we, we Randall's started this. We're sure yet. We, we, yeah, we started this during the break. And I think Randall has both bags over here. Pass that, <laughs> that mess down there. Give him a, a napkin. Uh, Randall is actually, I think, on his second of each of the donuts. Is that yeah. true? Yes. Well, uh, I want to be very. It's a scientific thing. I get in it. In fairness, uh, these were both dozens that were delivered as 11 each to you guys. So <laughs> I've already. So you already one. made your, your, the, the, uh, your judgment has already been made. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go to the eating machine himself, Randall Bird. Wh- what do you think? Which one do you like better or whatever? <laughs> or is it a tie? I like the Divinian just because it's a, a more moist, softer, squishier donut. But it's not a traditional donut style. This one, if you're more of a traditionalist, I think you're going to like this. If you're a little bit the more Tugas of a one free is more thinker and an intellectual like myself, you might. So the two, the two is fine one you find a more of a tradition because they didn't they yeah. don't know the bags, the, right. but that that's the one you found a little bit more tra- traditional donut. You could dunk this. Yeah. The other one would be a little bit trickier to dunk. All right, I see that. All right, Kenny, you have now had two days <laughs> of, of of this uh, going on. Um, what do you think? You know the these are. When I was selling Snapple at Atlas Distributing, they were both customers. Now neither is a customer, mm-hmm. so shame on Atlas. But um, oh, I thought you were going to shame shame on them. <laughs> well, no, I think there's been a transfer of ownership, and uh, uh, I mean, like just generational switching of yes. uh, who does the buying of the beverages, and they don't even know Atlas. Anyway, I, I'll get off that soapbox. Short story is, I prefer, prefer Davidians. So Randall, you didn't make a choice. You just liked eating. No, he did. He no, said, said Davidians for a thinking man like himself. Right. I, I so here's my sort of take on it is I, I do agree with Randall that the, the Tugas Farms are more of a traditional donut, but I would I would say did we lose us on that? Okay, I would say that the Davidians are more traditional cider donut. That I, that's. Growing up in New England and getting these, they're not really, they've never really been like a traditional donut. Okay. Ted, are we, are we still on? Oh, All right. I'm getting digitized. a little bit of an of a echo, we, a digitized. Darth Robot Ted is on the. Robot Ted, are we still on? <laughs> oh. I, can, I, I really can't hear Ted. Can anybody make up what Ted's yes, saying? Yes, Ted said exactly. Ah. <laughs> Ted, I'll try one more time. <laughs> what? Can they hear this on Facebook yeah, or Ted, the radio? Yes, yes, they can hear us. He's saying yes, so I'm going to go with that. During the break, we'll 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 re- reestablish connection. I guess we will pull out our ray guns and prepare for the attack. Is what's <laughs> going to happen on the I break? Think what has happened is Ted has put the show on autopilot because he's on his way here to get donuts. Yeah, I think that might hey, that Ted, may be it. You got to be quicker than that. <laughs> be Randall's here. You'll never make it in time. All right, so here's here's uh you know, I I agree. I think the Davidian Brothers is uh, it, Farms is more. Of a traditional cider donut that I that I've had in New England for a bunch of different places, and I will. <laughs> Ted, you have to stop talking because we can, I don't understand what you're saying. 
That's nothing new. No. Hang on. Stop. Let me just put my phone up to it. <laughs> Ted, I'm going to hang up and then dial back in off the radio. So I'm going to make us go dead air because I don't know what you're saying. So I'm it hanging up. Important emergency. We're off the radio right now. <laughs> I'm going to call us back on because I couldn't tell if Ted was saying, hey, you're in trouble or whatever. I don't understand that Ryan doesn't understand. <laughs> so we go into the AI. Uh, off the radio, yeah. off the rails, yeah, we are, whatever oh, yeah. it is. <laughs> well, oh, let's see if it goodness. picks up. You get, I get the AOL signal going in my head right now. Oh, yeah. There we go. So everybody can hear this now, which is awesome. Especially <laughs> Facebook Live. Oh my God! I'm communicating with the. I'm getting a fax. Yeah. In my ears, I'm getting a fax. And now, uh, the plans for the invasion are moving forward. All right, we're gonna see if this. Ted, oh, I started your break. Oh, oh, you started the break. break. Oh, oh, yeah, you've been fine all along. I, I, I know, but we can't tell what you are. Ted, Julia's liquors. You are a robot. Well, I thought that was something you liked today. Sometimes there's a, place a problem with the school, school modem. Yeah, you straighten it out. We're on a break. Julia okay, says about uh, 1,500 different beers. About four minutes. Oh, great. I don't know. So it what I can like say now I mean, is that how do you even know what to buy? Remember, you're on Facebook Live. We are still on Facebook Live. So I will say, we'll give our final opinion on when we get back on the radio. But I will tell you right now that I like I like the opinion. Plus, they got knowledge more like traditional yeah. side. Hey, I'm sold. And Julio's also. I take you. Could you lower the feed so on Facebook Live? I'm not getting Julio's letters. Thank you. All right. I want to point out <laughs> so that neither one of them are slouches. No, I would not. And to be fair, I'm going to eat all of them. <laughs> Just this joke. Now, Just I will tell you, we, favorites. We, we went to the uh, the kids uh, and Jen and myself, we went to the Woodstock Fair. You see the Davidian? Yes, of course you of can. That side? No. I just uh, want to see how many. All right. Oh so, we went to the Woodstock Fair and on the way back, oh, so there's a there's a uh, there's a uh, farm on the way back and we stopped. They just got through making cider donuts. And I will tell you that I don't know the name of the place, but they may be better than both of these. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, but they were fra- like, like Kenny okay. did the these. The problem so is you can't drop get, the gauntlet like that when, after Kenny did all this work no, without what I'm saying, showing up. You let me finish. <laughs> let me finish, and I'll tell you because there's nothing like being no, because there's nothing like being at the place when they come. Man, don't put down the donut. <laughs> when they come straight out and they're just like they're yeah. just like freshly, freshly made. There's nothing beat. Well, that's what I was the point I was getting at is there's nothing that beats it being there when they just come out and you eat them. So right, you've agreed get... to uh, hire a semi tractor trailer truck <laughs> and bring the donut making facility from the farm to the parking lot of Julio's so we, we have can to experience this. So from the sound effects in, in fairness, one of the things other than me, obviously wanting to have more donuts, your, uh, you know, this is winding down the end of my career for the season. So I, I always want to uh, be helpful to you guys. A parting gift. The other piece of this was I, I was listening to a radio station in Boston that shall remain nameless. And they did a story on this Instagram guy called Cider Donateur. <laughs> and he has done a map of a hundred places and growing of places that carry cider donuts and he 
right two minutes and so it's pretty amazing there's a there's a map that you can get okay and you can go to this guy's cider donateur uh he's a massachusetts guy yeah and he's he had both so he didn't have the one i had in connecticut then Right. It's po- he had some in Rhode Island, but he, uh, but these two were on there. So they were on there and they were rated high. I didn't see the rating actually, because okay. I went to the map. The map doesn't have the rating. The map just says yeah, where they are. Uh, cousin Vinny does, uh, you know, he does some of those too. So uh, you can check out his site. Cause that's a uh, taste of Massachusetts. He does some uh, a cider donut comparisons. I know. I think he had, but I don't think he did. I don't think he's extensive as what this guy was doing because you right, probably step I, up your game. You'd have to. Yeah. I mean, but listen, you got to try the donut from like a hundred different places. Yeah. There's only a very small window. What I know Rand- <laughs> the gauntlet has been dropped. Randall is what I'm saying. I'm ready to go. And uh, I think you, sh- I think you misplace your thing. If you only do Massachusetts, you're going to have to do the entire new England. <laughs> as I said, I'm prepared. But and the, the other nuance that I can tell you about Tugas is Monday through Friday, provided there's no rain, they make these things first thing in the morning and that's it. So if they're out, they're out. On weekends, they continue to make donuts all day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's good. The so if you wanted just, that fresh that freshness, that's you gotta get that's there the early. Key. That's the if key. If you're there late, you may, may not get it. That's the key with like cider donuts. Oh uh, yes, the Willy Wonka of liquor. Has 30 seconds. Okay. Ted, really? <laughs> Meanwhile, what is this stuff? Okay, because I, well, I was going to do this on the air, oh. but we're going to wait. We only have 30 seconds. I'm going to come back. Why wait? 15 seconds. There we go. Randall, I, I, you want some more donuts? He, I of just course gave so. him some more. <laughs> I know. Back away from the donuts, Randall. He's set. He's set for winning enough for us. Deep Eddie Vodka and Deep Eddie Sweet Tea Vodka. And please, day drink responsibly. What do you get when you mix a spirit specialist extraordinaire with Lord Supreme Commander of the Gardens? You get It's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and spirits medium Randall Bird. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in Julio's Liquors. Welcome back, everybody, I think. We had a little bit of technical difficulties with the radio. I guess it was more technical difficulties for us than anything else. But welcome back. It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN. Brock simulcasting on Julio's Liquor's Facebook page. You can watch this going on there. And we never stopped on that. We continue to eat the cider donuts. We we, we decided that the Davidian brothers were the of the two we liked better. Yeah. All right. And uh, and I think that was because of the, the style they have. Randall, Randall's, <laughs> Randall is gathering all the donut remnants, sugar, sugar so he, he can uh, have fun with that. That's and he's getting that's, a straw out. I know that's really weird, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Randall. Hey, uh, guys, I poured you uh, each uh, some whiskey. The whiskey that we're trying is Wild Turkey, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, finished in Oloroso Sherry Cast. It's called Revival. No. Yeah, your name. And. No, this is not a yay or nay, Ted. This is a, a toast, as Kenny drinks this. <laughs> this is a toast that I wanted to put out. This is a toast to um, Jimmy Russell. Yeah. 67 years distilling Yeah. Uh, from Wild Turkey. Randall and I have had the honor of, uh, uh, well, first of all, Hosting congratulations on the, the 67, yeah. 67 years. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to drink some of his whiskey. How's that? That's right. That's the best thing to do. And if you enjoy Vival, you're really going to enjoy Revival. Yes. 
It's just, yeah, I know. What's the special? We know that it's special, but is there anything that's distinguishing this from? Yeah, I said it's finished in Oloroso Chevy cask. But unlike any other thing else they've ever done before. Yeah, they don't usually do that. Right. Okay. And um, Randall and I have been fortunate over the years to uh, have uh, spent quite a bit of time with, uh, with Jimmy on our trips and when he's been here. So you know, I wanted to thank him very much, especially for all the stories, the stories yeah. that, that Jimmy has told to us over the years. But also uh, a little bit of a joker too. So, oh, he's definitely a some joker. Of those stories are, oh, yeah. well, some are of those some fun that we really had with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, sir. Uh, all the best. And I would, I would Did say another, no, oh. he's still going. I want him to be around for freaking ever. He's awesome. Yeah. And his son, Eddie is no slouch either, by the way. Yeah. He's fantastic. A, both. He's them. really doing the, um, he's really doing the, the, you know, the, if you're going to say there's a master stiller, although I have to point out that, uh, that I don't think I've ever heard Jimmy or his son, Eddie ever refer to themselves as master distillers. They're just the guys who make the whiskey and they're very proud of it. Yep. And so um, I think that's because the term, we can get into that some other day about the term master distiller, but um, they are true. He is truly one, by the way. All right. So uh, that's that. I want to put that one down. Um, we have, we have some time because of everything that, that has happened today. We have some time. I wanted to talk about, um, I was thinking of talking about what is going on in the industry right now as, for, as far as supply chain. Yeah. I will tell you, this week we have found out that, um, that, and I'm not doing this so everybody goes out and buys stuff. I'm just letting everybody know that Jack, Jack Daniels is having problems with glass yeah. for 1.75s and 750s and liters. And all the flavors are going to probably suffer for it because they're going to put that glass that they do have is all going to go in like it, into like a Jack Daniels black. I've always seven. heard Jack Daniels had glass. <laughs> yeah. It's a glassy affair. <laughs> but I'm just, we I, everything I've been reading about what's happening with the supply chain and what's, what's going on. There's, there's, there's going to be a different sort of some problems going forward. We have problems at the, at the docks, um, with, with guys getting through, we have a problem with trucking, we have a problem with um, containers and all this stuff. So I know Randall works on the su- side of the supply yeah, side sure. and Kenny knows a lot of people and especially in the beverage industry. What are you two guys seeing and hearing about what's going to be happening probably over the next three months? Cause we're going to hit the OND and the, which is OND is October, November, December, the biggest, the time, biggest time of the year for sales. I thought it was orchestral maneuvers in the dark, right? That's OMD. Oh, all right, so this is my take on a lot of it. O N D. So right. yeah. backing up to, to COVID last year, right? There was a kind of domino effect on what happened, and what, as my understand it, a lot of American products have outsourced glass internationally, and so now when you have problems with shipping containers being short, um, like not having a lot of them, and you have trucking issues, and you have uh, port ends other things being closed because of COVID uh, regulation and restrictions. Now all this begins to pile up and we're really seeing that hitting right about now. In our experience at the company that I work for, which is uh, Latitude Beverage, they are um, dealing with stuff that we had ordered and was in containers well over almost a year ago, uh, but just not being released or sent from the ports. And so there's a certain advantage that once stuff starts to become expensive or hard to get, that I think some fees and some other things were added to make it 
you know, to profit off of that shortage, to put you ahead in the line, even though it should have been sent a year ago. Right. And then on top of that, something that I became aware of relatively recently is that once investment capital and venture capital became aware that there was a shortage in glass, there were some players that were snapping up small lots of, of glassware in the United States and then essentially holding that for ransom. Or if you want to look at it from a profit point of view, flipping that for an additional amount, but adding costs. So right. you're going to see that what you normally thought of as a small expense for glassware now becoming a larger chunk of what you have to pay for the bottled good. And I don't know how different companies are going to deal with it. I think a lot of them, if you're trying to maintain and grow a brand, are going to try and absorb that. And then some of the folks are going to come out and say, not so much. Well, like We're Chris, not going to absorb the, the cost. We're right. going to pass it along to the consumer or put a premium on it. Right. Even like uh, 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 Chris, who does uh, Zikru, which is yep. uh, the Mezcal, if you notice on the shelf, he has uh, one of his products as is, is a shorter bottle. I, he's like, they were similar enough that I felt I yep. could put stuff. I'm a small company. I could put stuff in the bottle and at least get it out there. Because they're the right size, but they're they're not his typical bottle, and I, I think some small companies are going to sort of have to bite the bullet and and do stuff like that. But I think it might end up being some of the bigger companies too, if they have plastic they use for you know whatever for overseas or whatever that that they have available to them. I think you're going to see people PET and other types of plastic that. are a very viable way to store whiskey, especially with the screw on cap. It actually can preserve the whiskey better than a real cork, even though everybody wants to hear real cork and glass. Uh, also cuts down on the shipping weight and can be made domestically much faster in a turnaround time than the actual glass. But the one thing that I found really interesting is that pre-prohibition, almost all whiskeys came in a dark or almost opaque wine bottle. And there isn't really the same supply chain issues for wine glassware as much as they are for the specialty glassware. So, you know, what a lot of people aren't paying attention to is that in a opaque bottle, and if you think Lagavulin or Ardbeg, you get less degradation of the product due to light or exposure to sunlight and ultraviolet light that just naturally happens around you, right? It's not like you have to put it under an ultraviolet right. light. Um, but we're so keen on showing what amounts to almost all the same color whiskey that uh, we've kind of forgotten that this is a resource that most people might be able to tap into, at least do a supply chain shortage issue thing and get their product out there, but in a dark or wine. So bottle. you think, so what we're basically getting down to is like, you know, how are companies going to pivot to mitigate this as best we can, but there's still, because there is still going to be an issue even domestically of getting product in, but there's still an issue of shipping stuff out, to foreign markets there's yeah. no containers to do those in there's not enough truckers yep. to truck across the you know stuff across the country some of the ports are, are definitely all backed up and you have people paying a premium to skip the line so other things are sort of, long, sort of long, suffering. long term you're going to see more more people bringing the uh, house domestically uh bringing the glass production custom domestically and you'll see glass industry in the united states which has been almost all outsourced kind of Bring back it back in, but you're looking at a couple year turnaround time before that yeah. happens. And if you're going to make a custom bottle, there's a whole lead time to the molds and all that right. stuff going into effect. So it will be, I think, a problem that will increase in difficulty and expense 
over the next two years. I saw, uh, I heard on a radio, and I, I can't remember everything that I did here, but one of the things that I, I remember the low number is uh, this basically economists was saying is like through the end of the year, we're going to see like a, and the low end was 40% um, empty shelves because of across the board of stuff. How about you, Kenny, with, with you know, your guys, you deal over, you know, um, overseas and stuff like that. What are you seeing? There's a lot of operational logistics supply chain hiccups. All it takes is one component, right? The cap, the label, the bottle. It all it takes is one of those things, and you can't get finished product to the shelf because you've been going to all t- on time inventory. Basically, no, it's just you, you. One cannot order everything the way you used to in 2019. Okay. It is. There are hiccups everywhere along the line. Um, different from the beverage alcohol industry, the better for you beverage category is full of smaller suppliers that are all asset light business models. And therefore they use co-packers to make a lot of their stuff. Right. So just the logistics of, hey, we switched from one East Coast co-packer because they didn't have the the line time available to the West Coast co-packer or to the Midwest co-packer, and we forgot to get the caps to that guy, or we forgot right. to, or there, or there isn't the any. caps, and there's, I or mean, you have a two-day just... window, and that has been affected, and now you can't get back on the calendar for another month or so. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a lot of, and then even from talking to some category managers of the stores that I do business with, they're talking about even. You know, things like paper towel, toilet paper, again, again, in short supply or being erratic with the flow of stuff. Right. Wait, wait. You're saying you use paper towels as toilet paper. That's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. But that, but I mean, so we're getting, and then I, there was just an article this past week about uh, aluminum again. And that's one of the source. There was a coup in one of the countries that provides a lot of the pro- of the product that they make and, the aluminum and equally with. horrifying is that the UK pronounces it aluminium which is just making aluminium. the whole problem worse so I, you know i don't I, being in a store and being seeing what our wholesalers are doing what our suppliers are doing is like if there's something that you actually like and you're very very brand loyal to something it, it probably would behoove you to pick up an, an if you see it to pick up one but there's going to be other stuff but there's also an opportunity to try some of the other stuff that's available that's right. too. So, I mean, you know, you got to weigh those, those, those two types of things. If they like, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what type of toilet paper I get. It, I'll just take what's out there. If there's a brand that you specifically like against your tush, oh, if, if you, you might like, want to pick up like an extra a particular one. type of bourbon. And now that's become shorter in supply pivot and just find some stuff that you like somewhere else as well. So, yeah, I think that's a great, I mean, I already know that some of the, um, some of the companies are going to be allocating what we can get yeah. for like some of the major labels, um, what we can get per One minute per week or per month, um, just so that they make sure that the supply sort of lingers out through the holiday season. But, you know, every, when everybody's buying stuff there, it just means you're going to be out of stock at some point. But, but what's interesting to me is just like traffic jams, like if everyone's going the same speed and it's right. just, merging it correctly everything is going good but once you get that what you're calling the hiccup that slow driver or the really quick driver and then it starts to accordion 
I don't think this is just going to be uh, through this holiday. Oh no, it's got, issue. for everything to get I think settled out. Thirty years yeah. before yeah. it kind of evens out oh, over that's, over the year. Over the year, no more twenty twenty two problems or hiccups. Yeah. That's right. You know, or if you're in Massachusetts, you'll hit every you'll hit every one of those those cones because you saw the merge lane two miles back, just like I did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have uh, today, I guess. Um, I don't know what uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, sounds on the radio when we're all done. But anyways, join us next week uh, for It's the Liquor Talking here on WCRN. Thank you for listening. You stay on Facebook Live. Thanks, guys. Good job. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Dr. Ted. All right, I'm going to hang up on Ted. So I just, by the way, I just, while everybody, we still have people on, uh, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay, on Facebook. Wait, put the head back. I want to tell you, because we're going to make an official announcement next week, but um, we are doing the radio show is, uh, consuming that we actually can do the radio show, as you saw what happened. Right. But um, the radio show will now be one hour on Saturday. It'll be repeated on Sunday. And Monday and Thursday nights, that's after, after, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Howie Carr. Se- Howie Carr. At seven o'clock, the sh- our show is going to be on, and then nice. they're going to do repeats in between. So we'll actually be on the radio seven days a week, and then Randall and I are oh. going to host the overnight radio that they have. We're doing intros and stuff like That's that. Right. We're working and on I've that. I've been, been catching up on my sleep. Yes. We're going to pull some all nighters. I think. All right. So um, that we'll have some more information coming up on that next week. Cool. All right. So. Thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll see you later. I'm going to hang this shindig up. How long are you with us uh, in the Northeast here, Kenny? Uh, Probably.